ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt. Five, four, uh, three, uh, two, uh, one. 
Disco. <laughs> Ooh, we call like madness. And here we go. These are two of the rarest films nowadays from Disney. They did uh, two uh, Dexter Award films, which are pretty much the same movie. Mm-hmm. Well, this is, is uh, this is actually science fiction of all all things. Yeah, both uh, of them are. Both of them are basically Dexter Ward or Loomis. Dexter Ward, played by Cut Russell, always has an accident happen to him, and it either A, turns it into a genius, like the computer wore tennis shoes, or in the world's strongest man, turns him into that. But it has the usual Disney goofiest with uh, one of the villains of choice of the late 60s. Cesar Romero? Yeah. William Shallard? Uh, hey, and we're already over. See, he was, no. he was discovered by Disney. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Oh, this is the one we forgot. This is the Barefoot Executive. Yeah. I, 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 no, I didn't. Remember, I mistook it with the Monkey's Uncle by Tommy Kirk. But, yeah, the right. Barefoot, this is one where the monkey is able to uh, pick out uh, hit TV shows. And with some of the ones on there, it does look like a monkey flung poo at a wall and whatever stuck. They picked as the movie, a cho- the movie, the show of choice. Hey, Henry Young, uh, what's his name? Uh, Colonel Potter from Mash. Harry Morgan. Harry Morgan, yeah. And of course, instead, yeah. And of course, in all these movies, once they find the secret, they want to steal. The bad guys want to steal or kidnap uh, whatever the, it's causing it, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, Joe Flynn. Okay, that's not that's not Phil Silvers. He that's was the, uh, in a lot. He was in a lot of the late uh, '60s crappy Disney movies. Uh, yeah. Gus. Uh, Boat Nicks. Yeah, he was the uh, uh, he was the uh, the the cheap uh, uh, Phil Silvers, the the low rent one. Yeah, and of course the Disney movies are embarrassed of nowadays. One of the ones, Super Dad. Now here's the. Uh, the world's greatest athlete. The strongest man in the world. This is an actual direct sequel to. Uh, okay, strongest man in the world. Okay. This is a this is an actual sequel to uh, 
the one and only uh, the computer war tennis shoes. Which one is this? Is this that one about driving? I I thought. Dad, can I borrow the car? I have no idea. I don't know this one. Not offhand. Oh, used cars. Yeah, used cars. Oh God, this is beautiful. This is this is fucking great, great What's film. What's funny is all of the car slot stories are based on a real guy who uh, Zemeckis did a documentary that came out in the OOs called Slasher. This Jack first, Warden, by the way, yeah. plays two roles in this, and he is just killer. Every, and everybody this, in this movie. Yeah, and this was the first R-rated film that Kurt Russell ever did. And don't and forget they, Garrett Graham. Yeah. Garrett Graham is fucking great him. in this. And why the fuck are they trying to sell this? As a goddamn redneck car chase movie. Well, oh, there is, is a, a car chase. Yeah, but it's really a pitch, pitch black comedy. Oh, it is pitch black. It is it is blacker than black, and it's beautiful. And Fred they didn't know also how, is in there. Is, this is another one that flopped because... They didn't know how to sell it. Because I've seen two trailers for this. One, this one, and that one that said, trust me. Yes, that's the better one, I think. With the lemon. Yes. What's this one, Carl? Uh, this this has got to be Escape to New York. Yeah. Yeah. I still want to escape from Cleveland, God damn it. So do I. <laughs> so do I. But this one has Isaac Hayes yeah, at his best. And Harry Dean Donald Stanton. Pleasant. And Donald yeah, Pleasant and Ernest Borgnine. This is just killer. Who's Nate? And Lee Van Cleef, too. Who's the Duke? And that one, and the dude with the funky hairdo. He's not yeah, a star, but by God. Uh, there's Tom Atkins, too. Yeah. The comic, any movie with uh, Kurt Russell and John Carpenter where they do a commentary, the commentary is just as fucking fun as the movie. Dark full of nuts. You're not going to see that anymore, by the way. Yeah. And the quote, uh, uh, Kurt Russell from the commentary, this is where we met the women that we loved and married and then divorced. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got to forget Ernest Borgnine. And that is I, the I great... Ernest Borgnine. I couldn't yeah. forget Ernest. He's and that man. wrestler is uh, Ox Baker. Adrian Barbeau. Susan, Susan Hubley. 
season Hudley, yep. Damn good film. Yeah. Not my favorite Carpenter, but damn close. Mayday. One of the worst fucking trailers ever for one of the best fucking films ever. But you know what? This 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 died at the theater. This was yeah, not a hit when I it know. came out. Remember, we've done a whole show dissecting why this and Blade Runner fought. Yeah. And me and Vicky did a live watch of the thing, if you want to go back and listen to it, boys and girls. Oh, I will, at one point. But, yeah. Like I said, this is the only time I was ever glad my dad was fucking around. Because he took a girl that he was fucking around with to the drive-in. And then he come home, he's like, I've seen this fucking movie, man. You got to come. I'm going to take you to see it next week. You just got to watch it. You're going to love it. And I'm like, uh, what is it? Uh, the thing. And then I was like, oh, God, it's a horror film. Oh, God, it's a horror film. And then about 20 minutes in, right when that happened, I was hypnotized. Well, my favorite, my favorite, I went to see this in the theater. And then when the head sprouted uh, spider legs, the whole damn theater went, what the fuck? Yeah, and then uh, you got the bet, one of the best unintentional ad-libs ever. Yeah. You gotta be fucking kidding <laughs> me. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, Rob Botin and Carpenter didn't tell him about that. What's yeah. this? ABC? Oh, Silkwood. Not a bad movie. Yes, I'm stating this. This is not a bad movie. What? This is Silkwood. No, no, yeah. no. This is one of the few conspiracy films that actually fucking work. No. The short story is Karen Silkwood was uh, working for the government to uh, investigate the nuclear plant that she was working with. And and uh, someone uh, ran her off the road and she died. Yep. Oh, and that's who in real life. The, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's the real short of the real story. And who plays the villain in this and who's fucking great at it? Fred fucking Ward. Yep. And who plays a lesbian in this movie? Sure. Yeah. It's the, that, be, that, that, that's who I was talking about. I forgot yeah. Fred Ward was in there, but he was known to be uh, a bad Chiavelli guy. Too. 
Yeah, but Fred Ward and the other guy. Mrs. Schiavelli. No, uh, Craig T. Nelson. Oh, Craig T. Nelson. Oh, okay. Yeah, you never expect us to like a Mike Nichols film, da, da, da. Oh, there are are certain films I like. Yeah, this one is good. Oh, this is an underrated one by uh, Jonathan Demme. When people talk about Jonathan Demme, you rarely hear people talk about this one. And uh, who did Kurt Russell meet on this film, and why is it special that they met him? Goldie Hawn. And they're still together after all these fucking years. Yep. What the gist of this story is, is this is how girls got out of the house, you know, Rosie the Riveter and all that, and they found out they liked it. You know what I mean? And then it gets into how the war was over. And uh, they w- they didn't want to go back home. Right. It's a good I don't film. know. Yeah, it's a good film. I don't know wh- why this isn't ranked up or point some of his best because it's better than some of the ones that are ranked as his best. Oh God, this is so good. You remember we talk about how much we love Manhunter, Cole? Yep. This one does the part of Red Dragon that Red Dragon doesn't do. Have you ever seen this one, Carl? No, I don't think I have. Oh, it's a good little, it's a good thriller. Who is that? Margot Hemingway. Mar- Margot, oh, oh, okay. Margot Hemingway, that's who that is. Yeah, but what happens, he meets this serial killer, and this serial killer likes the publicity and starts to get, and the reporter likes the exposure, you know. Trust me, if you guys can find this one, it's good. Nice, solid 80s noir. And those are hard to find. Oh, God, no. Now, this one is genuinely B.A.D. shitty bad. God, he had so much fucking hair on him. Yeah, but this one is bad. I don't even know which one this is. The best of times. The one where Robin Williams, uh, uh, his spent his whole post-school uh, career worried about he, the fact that he dropped the ball during the big game and all that. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, this doesn't interest me at all. 
Yeah, it's one of those where they really didn't... Before uh, Robin Williams got into his interesting period. Yeah. You know, when he stopped making Robin Williams films, if you know what I mean. Yep. I thought you'd know it since it's a sport movie. Well, I don't know all sports movies, and some of them are really fucking bad, and you can tell. So, yeah. yeah. The best from this era probably would be Major League, which doesn't have oh. any right to be as good as it was. But it was good. Yeah, there's a lot of people, and I like Bull Durham, that like, uh, major league better. Mm-hmm. Now I'll tell you what. You want a football? You want a great football movie? North Dallas Forty. Period. Do not. But if you go want one it. that's a great comedy, uh, The Longest Yard. Oh yeah, shit! But... Yeah, the sequel to uh, Buckaroo <laughs> Banzai. Sort of, kinda. Oh, God, I love this movie. I love this movie. And again, this one flopped big time when it came out. Yeah. But as soon as it hit the video stores, finding a copy of it in was nay impossible. And I forget the guy who plays Egg Chen, but he's so good. And, of course, James James fucking Hong. No, 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 no. James Hong is, 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 uh, no, the other guy, the, the, the wizard yeah, against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. And, uh, no, he was that in guy. Terminus, too. Uh, that guy right there he just hit is David Chang. Yeah. And he was another one of, you ought to know him from the 70s. What was their name in the 70s? I, I don't know. Tell me. The Venom Squad. Oh, the Venom Squad, of course. By the way, the one thing about this movie, watch it all the way through and listen to the theme song at the end by the Coupe de Villes. It is yeah. fucking awesome. And what most I people didn't movie. get is that Jack Burton is not the fucking hero of the movie. No, that's Dennis Dunn. Yeah, but like I said, this has uh, uh, three of the five deadly venoms in it. Yeah. So you would probably already know these guys before you've seen it from your time on... uh, Uh, Delancey. Delancey, yeah. But if you hadn't watched these movies... And why the hell scene. would they release this in the middle of... This is when summer started getting as crowded as a constipated mule that someone has stuffed rocks up his ass. Yeah. Seriously. Pardon? Yeah. Okay, what do we got here? 
A lion. Oh God. Oh God. No. 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 Wait. No. No. Don't no. Worry. This is. Oh God. No. This is the second <laughs> this is film horrible. that they work no. together. This is awful. And she no. is so miscast in this. Uh, why is this really a castrated and Americanized version of uh, Seven Beauties? No, slept away. Oh, what's Same the other director. one? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, swept away. That's the one I meant. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's good. It's not. What's even worse was the remake that came out in the OOs. Yeah, with uh, um, with Madonna. No, not Madonna. They actually did a remake of Overboard. Oh, I was talking the remake of of, of, of Swept Away. Swept Away, God no. <laughs> oh this is, God, this is, this is not good at all. No, fish out of water movies. This would have worked back in the thirties. Yeah. When they were like, women belong in the kitchen bullshit. God, terrible movie. Oh, with Gary Marshall, what do you expect? Oh, this one is not that bad for an 80s noir. No, 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 this is this is decent. Yeah, they had enough 80s noirs for it to be its own uh, offshoot. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Robert Town, what do you expect? Well, of course, he's he's more known as a writer, of course, of Chinatown than a director. Oh, this one is so good. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) Even though the opening to this Rips off the stunt sequence From uh, Jackie Chan's police story Yep They had a number of things like this. This is not a, this, this isn't the best buddy cop movie, but it's pretty good. It's entertaining, and and Michael Pollard. And it's got Michael on. Pollard, and of course exactly. it's got uh, as the villain, it's got uh, Brian James. Yep. May he rest in peace. Absolutely. <laughs> And guess who that's directed by? Yeah, Runaway Train <laughs> Guy. Exactly, Konchalovsky. And we're done. Do, 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 do. For our next one, you got to go to the Criterion channel. This one I has a major cult to it. 
Some for the actors, some for the music, and some because it's... Uh, Abel Ferrara. Abel Ferrara, and some because it's a 90s... Uh, Uh, gangster film But it ain't a gangster film But we'll get into that As we get into that It is It is a gangster film But it's so much more than that And it, it goes to places That you don't expect Now I also consider this One of Walken's best roles Certainly top three Easily He shines in this film Truly shines in this film and, of course, what movie are we talking about, Stephen? The King of New York. So you want to find King of New York on the Criterion Channel? We are, yeah. I'm at zero, zero, zero. Are you there, too? No. I'm having to find it, remember? Okay, that's right. But I'm telling you, this has a cast you wouldn't friggin' believe. But we'll get to that as the movie started. Yep. This is another film they sold as something that it isn't. There's a word up there that I used in the title that really does fit. This is not only a gangsta film. This is really a screen of Look what they're doing to our fucking city. Okay, I'm at zero, zero, zero at the first of uh, King of New York. And I'm there with you. And get ready to watch him. Five, four, three, two, one, disco. This is the one, an Augusto Camanto film. Yeah, he Walken. actually was was this big uh, Italian uh, uh, mega millionaire who yeah. who financed this for Abel. I love Did this have much of a theatrical release? Because I saw this on on uh, on DVD. I did not see this in the theater. VHS. Yeah, VHS. DVD, whatever the case would be, yeah. I love it. This is just the look on his face when he's starting to get out. This is a film of mm-hmm. look. Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering, did Abel base this on a real character? Yeah. Uh, really, can't crazy Joe Gallo. Which there was another film in the 70s about Crazy Joe. Yeah. Two. He was the first mafioso. Well, two films. Uh, uh, Crazy Joe. Crazy Joe and The Gang Who Couldn't Shoot Straight. Right. Yeah, he was the first one to realize the power of the blacks. But yeah, I love it. It starts out in this grungy-ass old prison. It never does say what he went in for. No. You figure it's something 
you know, it's something like tax evasions or, or something like that, some white-collar shit that he did. Because look who's picking him up. He's already well-connected. Yeah. Listen, you hear Frank, Frank, Frank! Notice this is all done, no... Mm, no dialogue at all. And we never find out who that character... Oh, yeah. This is where we're introduced to uh, Stephen Buscemi's character. And the great... And Jimmy Jump, played by uh, the one and only Lawrence Fishburne, who became so yep. big, whose character was so popular in this movie... That if you look at any video poster or DVD poster, the shot of Lawrence Fishburne holding the two pistols crossed across his chest is yeah. very symbolic of this, you know, it's like the poster child of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I love it. You don't. Still, no dialogue. Yeah. Right now, he's just concerned with showing you old New York. Of course, this is old New York of 1990. So keep that in mind. Oops. You're gone. Hey, Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, yeah. I love Sean Carlo Esposito. He's turned out to be one of the great actors. And he gets the first dying dialogue in the whole fucking movie. Yep. Yeah, I love it. This little uh, Star Wars fan walked up to him when he was on uh, The Mandalorian and said, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Giancarlo, what are you going to do to Grogu? And Grogu looked at him and said, I'm going to kill him and tear him apart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and she was big in the 90s films. Yeah, but she doesn't have much of a role. No. As, as, you know, we were talking about this. The women are, are definitely just, uh, they're uh, eye candy. In this film. But yeah, this Very is, much well, a- just look at this cast. David fucking <coughs> Caruso, Larry Fishburne. Larry. This is one of the last films before he changed his name to Lawrence Fishburne. Wesley, and, and, Wesley and, and, Snipes. Wesley Snipes, Victor Argo. Oh, Victor Argo. Who's in the last movie? It is Victor Argo. Joey Chen. I love how cold he looks. You notice that Abel has them in blue colors? Mm hmm. He's seeing what New York has become since the last time he was there. Yeah. You know, how it's gone to shit. And if you look closely, you have to look hard to notice it. You'll see a tear go down his face. Yeah. Teresa Randall, that's her. 
Uh, look up the data on Halloween 4. Yeah. I'm serious. Halloween 4, okay. Let me look. Because they just showed its poster there. I think it's 89. Okay, yeah. This is set in 1989. Nineteen eighty eight. Nineteen eighty eight. Return yeah. of Michael Myers. Nineteen eighty eight. Chiba Chiba, y'all. And that is the great Schoolie D with another Saturday night. With Saturday night. I mean he's saying how the old New York that he loved is dead. Uh-huh. Nikki saying love- I love what they do with the silhouettes and the way that they're doing this whole opening. It's all in yeah. darkness. And, and, well, and, and, and blues. Yeah, and blues. But, yeah, you're starting to see the themes because he, like I said, he's going to the ghettos or the place where he grew up as. And seeing how it's gone. And did you catch Which that, that big... one little shot that shows like a tear going down his face? Mm-hmm. Which is a big point in this film. As we get along, his impetus, why he does the things he does in this film, is to improve the city. Yeah. I'm sorry. And there's Busimi. Yep. And Jimmy Jump. I love this. Tubes. That's his name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Look at him. He's so young. Yeah. He's so <laughs> Yay, Carl, you ever get to be on even what? You got any soda? Like root beer oh That's really a big thing of his in this movie. Yeah. Root beer. The one thing here that you're seeing is is this dialogue is that it's really cementing character. And and that's what makes this movie so much different and so much better than things like like uh, Yeah, and I love that he was uh, chewing him out because his uh bodyguard was watching TV instead of being on point which he should be. Yeah. <laughs> Take the train if you want to save expenses. I'll take it. So the interesting thing is, I, I have a question for you, is 
Fishburne playing Hispanic in this? No. He called him, uh, well, he called him motherfuckers and stuff, you know. Yeah. I love this. This is Abel at his peak. <laughs> now do you Beautiful. understand why he was bitching him out? I love this. Yeah. Room service, motherfuckers. God bless. Now this originally had an X rating, but they had to cut down some of the violence. Make it an you know art. what's uh, funny? They didn't have a real hotel room at that hotel. This was filmed on an outside shower they built on the roof, and the water is ice fucking cold. cold. That's not steam from heat. Again, he, he, he committed to the, the wall, man. Yeah. That's why the shot is so short. Because if they mm-hmm. kept it going, you'd see a skin turn fucking blue. Mm. You know what I mean? Yep. Look, funeral lilies. Just think they built this like an old school outside shower stall. And they... uh Rented, uh, went to a room at the plaza and stole the towels. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I love it. You said nice just right when they showed her booty. Well, you you know. Was that a that's Freudian thing about this. Well, no. Actually not. Um, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they do... Do the eye candy, and I'm sure some women who are, might be watching this might feel a little uncomfortable with that. Except it comes out she's the one with the power. Yeah. She's the power behind the man. This is, and this is another great iconic shot. And again, he spends 15 minutes, hasn't said a word. Not one word. He's just thinking. Yeah. What's in the cup? <laughs> but yeah, this is when we get to meet all of his guys. And now, now I love, I, I love Fishburne and his swagger, man. Swagger is so cool. After that first scene, you're thinking, are they going to kill him too? What's in the cup? (laughs) One song. (laughs) There's some things I don't do. (laughs) 
He says he tries to do a dance in every movie that he's in, and it doesn't yeah. give a damn if it pisses the director off. <laughs> yeah, I do love that. Root beer. There's some things I There's just some don't things do. I don't do. Yeah. And he was a dancer before he was an actor. Yeah. Mason in hell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Actually, that sums up his character, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes, it is. <laughs> I love I love how he does that. Ah. You know, you're you're looking at one of the most idiosyncratic actors that we have. Someone who's very, very unique. Yeah. And able Ferrar is a very unique director. You put the two of them together, you get something that nobody else does. Oh, and that's like what I this said. Yeah. Well, this whole period from uh, King of New York to uh, the funeral and the addiction is really his gold period. Actually, I would go back to uh, uh, I would go back to um, Body Snatchers. That's in the nineties too, man. I thought that was eighty nine. Well, no. no, no, I think you are right. How do you? I Hold love on. that. Why didn't you go see me in prison? Who wants to see you in the cage, man? Nineteen ninety three. Yeah. I love this. This is when we really start to see his plan, but you don't understand what it is till the end of the movie. Right. Oh. My line's coming up, Carl. Yes, I know. Boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to learn about what the dirtiest word in the world is. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And back then we laughed at it, but now we realize it truly is the dirtiest fucking word in the world. Listen, I didn't laugh at it when I saw it. I had just come back from New York. I saw what they were doing to the deuce. I didn't fucking laugh. Victor Argo, man. See, he, he's considered like a businessman. And that's... I love the way he put that. Yeah, you're bleeding just a little bit, my friend. Okay. I've got the Sorry, subtitles. Sorry, I'm on, not so. talking. I'm just waiting for my life. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great <laughs> line too. We were. There's so we are many the legal great book. lines in this Nicholas St. John. Well, okay. Nicholas St. John. Him. He's such a great script writer. And, of course, his, his partnership with Ferrara is, is absolutely just unbelievably good. And they had a, a falling out. And, unfortunately, a- Abel's starting to get back where he was. But it took him a long time. <laughs> yeah, the thing is is that uh Abel liked his candy too much during this period. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mhm. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. And uh Nicholas couldn't handle it anymore, so he left. Oh, there's Argo. Okay, never mind. There's Argo. No, Argo's a cop. It's a gangster. Oh, okay. They ain't showed him yet. Yeah. 
Can't look at the smoke-filled room. And... Yeah. The old school mafia. Yep. This is taken directly from uh, the Joey Gallo story right here in this whole scene. It's things like that that make me wish you were in the studio sometimes when you piss me off. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually glad I'm I'm a little bit of far away from you at points. Boobie! Oh yeah, there are definitely boobies. I do love this scene right here because you're focusing on oh my god, they're fucking in the subway. They're fucking in the subway. And then it does a 200-degree shift. Yep. Well, this is what, this is what he does. You know, he, uh, both Nicholas, who wrote the script, and, and Abel, you know, set something up and then totally change it. And it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. Like this, you would expect him to take out his gun and just bam, ba bam, 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 ba bam, bam, bam. You know. What you got for me, Holmes? Oh, and that guy on the right, that little tiny motherfucker with a knife. See if you yep. recognize him. He's uncredited in this movie. That's baby Chris Rock. Oh, damn. That's Chris Rock. That's absolutely Chris Rock. Yeah, I love the looks on their faces. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing about this movie. And of course, you got to bring up the Catholic shit. Okay, but but that's another thing about this movie. It's about control. Who's in control? You look at that scene. He's in control because he's got the money, and he's not afraid. And he's generous with it. Yes. And that that's one of the things about. Oh. I love this. This is really good.
the death card. Oh, yeah. I love this speech. If any of you In other words, don't fuck with walking. Well, he's giving them something that the other guys wouldn't. You know what that is? Well, you know. Opportunity. Exactly. And a place where you're not getting screwed either. Okay, that, 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 that. There's Mr. Argo. Oh, there's Argo. Yeah. He was a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Let's this talk is about a big Victor point Argo. right here. Yeah, because we didn't get to talk to him, talk about him that much when we did McBain. No. You know, he, he he had a Latin upbringing, proximity to Jewish and Irish cultures, multicultural preparation for a 50-year career, the character actor. Listen to some of the movies he was in. King of New York, Ghost Dog, The Last Temptation of Christ. McBain. Okay. McBain, you know. Uh, un- unbelievable. Unbelievable. The I love it. Look how bored he looks with that. Yeah. And just, I think this is just, there is a chance to show him under more blue. Like he's okay. a vampire. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting back to Victor well, Argo, New Rose Hotel. Hey. Uh, one other movie that we love is uh, that guy in that he's talking to. Okay, hold on. Let me get back. Oh, I'm not sure, but I know him. I know knew a girl from Matuse who could make a pussy do the Watuse. <laughs> Deep cover. Deep cover, the that's it. Set up the yes, 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 burn. yes. Yeah. See, this this is the whole point, and that's yeah. what I love about this, about what he's trying to do. He's he's really trying to even out the score for the poor communities, and uh, that's something that that actually. 
you know, we talk about uh, uh, the whole thing with um, the godfather of Harlem. That's what he was trying to do. Yeah. Frank Frank White, right? Or Frank? Hey, uh, look who's just in yeah. the film. Victor Argo yep. and who's that other guy next to him? Did he have That's a Wesley There's Caruso too. There's Caruso too. <laughs> I think about you every time we jerked off, dickhead. <laughs> Oh, God, look at New York, man. Fucking look at New York. I basically just left at this point. This is filmed in 89 and 90. Did you see all the new theaters they had with no... Oh, yeah. uh, And look what they take in. Yep. Carl knew if you went to this area were escorted there by uh, other gentlemen. I would basically be dead. See, look, the cops are acting like thugs. Yeah. Jimmy Jump's character is pretty much a twin of uh, Caruso's character. Yeah. Uh, you did not make a friend of Mr. Walken, I'm just saying. I love it. It's a gray area. Peter uh-huh. Dulcer is extra beer. Did they actually have extra beer? I, I've never been. I don't know if this is a real place. I'm not sure it is. Cop bar. Yeah. Good food, though. Look at that food, man. <laughs> hey, and there's James Lauren. He's a guy that's so good in a few roles that he's in. I'm wondering why he never really caught track. Yeah. Well, I've got to tell you, you want to see James Lorenz in his role? Frankenhooker. What a date! No. Street trash. Street trash, too. But for me, it's Frankenhooker. Yeah. 
But both are really good. That's one thing this movie really doesn't stress, and I like the fact that it doesn't, is that right. Victor Argo's character has cancer. That's why he's taking yeah. the medicine he's taking. Yep. Yeah, look, they get drunk and... Yeah, but the, the, see, this see, is focusing. This is focusing on. But they're, they're talking about the characters, and they're giving you all this background. Most of Frank and him realize they don't have. A lot of time. Time, a lot of time left. All right. Him because of the amount of money that uh, he uh, needs to get that hospital. Yeah. See, another hint that... uh, Frank White's character is sort of a... Vampire. Vampire, yeah. I mean, he's doing good, but he's still a vampire leeching off, you know. You know, and and of course, that, that, you know, when you go to the later film, The Addiction, uh, that whole thing is made, you know, that's part of the plot, that he is a vampire in actuality. Not in here, he just, it's an analogy here. In case you're wondering, yes, there were theaters that would allow you to Bring your Most? own oh, BYOB. Bring your oh, yeah. own booze. You know, back then you could still smoke in theaters, so so you know, bring your own marijuana or hash. Shit. What the fuck? <laughs> oh. Maybe town. I'm trying to figure out where exactly that is. Okay, so one of the things about this movie, 
How much does he drink and eat in this whole movie? He all. This is the thing about yeah. the character. He's always eating. He's always drinking root beer or birch beer or whatever. All throughout the film. And this is the thing about this whole crew. They they want to get back to the community. And that's what I think that's really what makes this different. Yeah, and that's what uh Frank uh what's his name? Uh, Frank Lucas and Frank Lucas. uh and Bumpy. Bumpy, yeah, that's what they did. They gave back to the community. And, and and so in the community, how can they arrest him for getting over a chicken? Why didn't he get any biscuits? The fuck wrong with him? Yeah. Getting fried chicken and fairies and no motherfucking biscuits? So this is a real question. Okay, in the Punisher comic books, it seems to me there was a series where where the Punisher hooked up with a with, with a gangster who was uh, who wanted to, to 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 basically you know improve his neighborhood and make it you know was is that a real thing or am I just imagining that? Yeah, the guy had cancer. I'm one. Okay, so when did that come out? Did that come out before this film? Uh, yeah, during the '80s. Right. So I'm wondering if if that's you know if if that sort of like was a uh, a light bulb to Nicholas St. John to write this because there's a combination. Of Joey Gallo and and Frank Lucas and that in there. Bumpy Johnson, I think all, yeah, yeah. The interesting thing is they make Frank white, which is what they did in in the Punisher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know they named him that on part, you Mm -hmm. know. Oh, I know. He looks as pale as a ghost. No. Oh, he's crazy. There's no doubt. But he has his heart. He has his heart in the right place, but not his actions. And that was the whole thing with the Punisher, too. 
Yeah. Just like the guys who created the Punisher and the Punisher himself hated all the fucking cops that walked around with the Punisher logo on their bulletproof yeah. vest and, you know. But, yeah, the other this thing is, is... What? What I was going to say, it's very interesting how they show Frank and his elements in this type of place and Lawrence Fishburne and his element. And so you wonder how they all got together, how all this worked. This is where she gets involved. <laughs> Fish bird. <laughs> I love that look on uh, uh, Snipe's face. Yeah. Good stuff. He's really lost his... Frank's really lost one of his aces right there. Yeah. Oh, and that girl was in Abel... Those two were in Abel's China Girl. Right. And this is Chinatown. We have to really stress that uh, Abel, until he got clean and moved to France, was a 200% true blue New York City filmmaking motherfucker. You don't talk about New York City film without Abel without in the conversation. Abel, yeah. And the other one is Larry Cohen. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, Larry Cohen, yeah, but he filmed in New York, but he had films that weren't set in New York. Uh, yeah, almost true. every one of uh, uh, Abel's was filmed in and about New York City. 
mm-hmm. from drilling from driller killer on. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of the beats in this movie were stolen by uh, New Jack City. Oh yeah, absolutely. But that one's great too. Well, we did a commentary watch on that also. Yeah. And that one really surprised you because you forgot how good it was. Yeah. Well, it the had The 90s and the 70s were the golden era for noirs. Uh, there's the 50s, 70s, and 90s. But not the 2010s. No, it was too... Yeah. 2000s had some good ones, but nothing like the anger, the bitterness of the 90s, the... The meanness of the 90s, the the, the ennui the meanness of the 70s. Of the 90s. Well, the hopelessness of the 70s. Yeah, the ennui, same thing. Yeah. Absolutely. And the 50s were when the German Expressionists, well, the first wave of noir over here, the German Expressionists came over here and brought their shadows and fog and, you know, secrets in the dark. And I'm talking a lot because I could give two shits and a fuck about Freddie Jackson. Yeah, but you know what? He's good. He's solid in what he does, man. Yeah. I keep waiting for my scene, and I'm keep every time they show them together like this, I keep hoping and hoping and hoping and hoping. I actually use it until the end of the movie or near the end. He don't. They don't get it because they're looking to the world as a cop. Right. They don't get that he's actually doing this for the community. Yeah. And this is this is another thing, too. You know, we take a look at the political situation. I don't want to get into it. But, but you know, this argument here is very valid. The people with the money, but, you know, can get away with shit. That's what killed New York, is that the poor people in New York were fighting against the rich people, the, Met the people who wanted to keep the city as is in New York, 
And while those two were brawling, the real enemies came in and Disney-fied the city. Yeah, absolutely. When you started seeing, stopped seeing real plays on Broadway. Yeah. And off-Broadway was a masturbatory myth that doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the only way you can get to Hooker at Times Square now is to yell out, hi-ho, hi-ho. Uh, and even then, they, they don't come. Yeah, well, I'm not talking about the Hooker thing. I'm talking about the off-Broadway It's all about the G word, what they did to it. It's yeah. all about the G word. Oh, Argo is so good in this. You know, you know, and something about Caruso, doesn't he just like totally piss you off every time you see him, no matter what role he's in? Yeah, that's why uh, he was the wrong person to cast in the Kiss of Death remake. Right. Though the one film that I thought he was really good in, he's not bad in this film, but uh, Session 9. My song. Yep. Another thing we don't talk about is 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 this wonderful soundtrack. I'm glad this is not on video because y'all be seeing me shake my ass right now. Kind of oh, I would oh, like yeah. to see that actually. Who the hell? Wait, mama, wait, mama, it's a little fun. Before I knew it, my mom had pulled a gun. <laughs> That's a fat the they're, they're all, they're all, you know, better, better clothes. Yeah. You know, better drugs. Hey. And Get back to that song, you motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, that's another thing. During this period, uh, Abel used a lot of Schooly D stuff. Yeah. Even with a song that isn't on the soundtrack, you have to look on YouTube. It's Schooly D, King of New York. Yep. Oh, shh. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back. God, you missed that beautiful speech. Oh, great speech. Well, yeah, Another when one you looked out there, he's like, yeah, you see that? My New York City is gone. If I had one year, I'd do something good. Yeah. And that's another thing about this movie is the... Lack of time. These guys are really running out of time. Mm-hmm. 
If you notice that last line he said. Yeah, if you got evidence, prosecute. No, by then it'll be too late. Yeah. And at looking at this upcoming scene, he wasn't talking about his own death. No. He's trying to protect his those idiots. Yep. Really, you started to see that this is a thing that moved. Not even Serpico got right. The cops is thugs thing. Mm-hmm. If you was really around back then, you would definitely see the cops as thugs. Right, Carl? No. Yeah. And I love the fact that he shows that uh, house like that. Rolling a blunt, rolling, rolling, rolling. Nudity. Yeah, that's what Jimmy Jump, that's his idea of a good life. Mm-hmm. But then you see Frank down there, too. Am I black enough for you? Hey, there's that line again, Carl. Yep. God bless Godfrey Cambridge and Ossie Davis for bringing that line out. Because how many films have you said that, seen since uh, Cotton Comes to Harlan that uses that line? Oh. I mean, the documentary Am I Black Enough? really don't use that line. Really, it really don't stress the importance of that line and how many films used it. Mm. You know, am I black enough for you? I love it. It shows Frank White sitting around there like a vampire in his thing. And then all of a sudden, am I black enough for you? Yeah, that's his thing. He wants to be black. Yeah, very much so. I mean, he wants to do good, but he is part of the problem. Just not stress that, you know... Uh, 
I'll tell you, that's one thing I am so glad I never got into was Coke. What's funny is right now Frank and Jimmy Jump are making the same mistake that they chewed out King Tito for at the first of the film. Right. Same mistake, different day. So what was, I've never done coke, never will. But what is the, the appeal for the drug? Supposedly, it's, uh, it's a rush. Yeah, it's an extreme upper. You forget in the 80s, this is the upper class restaurant. You would see uh, Coke dishes in uh, the upscale restaurant, places to do Coke. It was supposedly, it was the social drug of the 90s. No. I love that, the fact that the who did, well... Because of that one mask, you might know who it is. Mm-hmm. And who just got killed? Good Lord. Yeah, and it's even more shocking once you get who does this. Right. They've become just as bad as the people they've tried to catch. Yep. Nah, motherfuckers. See, right there, that stupid mask gives away who it is before they reveal it. Right. You wasn't supposed to know until, well, the character that they shot in the head. Oh, this is brutal as fuck right here. Ow, ow, ow. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the other scene that has Lawrence Fishburne in the same setup is a lot better. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Deep cover. Yeah. And if you don't like that, let's go out for shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Jumbo, but yeah, right there, you know. Yeah. 
if I had the two guns, I would not be shooting high. No. I'd be shooting low, take out that motherfucking engine and the tires. Right. They crossed that bridge, Carl. I mean, if you really I think don't it's a wound, think... Bert. Yeah, it's a wound, but Bert. if you don't really think that Abel meant that metaphor, you got to oh, be yeah. fucking kidding yourself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a hell of a shootout, though. Oh, this is there. there's some really... Fine action sequences in this film, and that's yeah, how he told it. But this yeah. is—it's not really an action film. No. All this comes from the plot. Yeah, this is the line where the line is crossed. Right from the cops, you know. Cops became killers. I love what Victor Argo's character says. What will you do yeah. if we do this? And I'll come after you. That's why he don't shoot Victor Argo at the end. Right. Because he knows... Oh, my bad. Oh, sorry. Boiler territory. I wouldn't call them dirty cops. I'd call them cowboys. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Rain swept road, man. Gotta be Brooklyn. Those are bad roads. But Williamsburg these days is very, very much a a trendy hipster area. Not so in the early nineties, late eighties. Yeah, that was that was the point of this, you know. Oh, absolutely. Problem is is they're old school cops playing old doing old school cop shit. Right. Nice. There are both said, bring them downtown. No, it'll be too late then. Mm-hmm. Yep. I love how they say things and they have different meanings. Yes. That was a... Again. Well, no, actually, I think that was Nicholas St. John or the combination of the two. Well, I'm just talking about... Yeah, let's not forget the story that Nicholas St. John told is that they were so close and so like in mind working together 
that a right. lot of people didn't think Nicholas St. John existed, and he was a right. pen name for Abel. Mm. But yeah, I mean, really, I love the crossword. That was always the Abel Ferrara, Nicholas St. John. Chicken eating when it comes to, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, body snatchers don't count because it's one part Nicholas St. John and one part uh, Dennis Colloy and one part uh, Larry Cohen. No, 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 yeah, Larry Cohen and uh. What's his name? Who directed uh, Rihanna? Stuart Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. Usually, when you have that many cooks, you get a shitty stew. But instead, instead, you got something like a masturbatory, like dream film. You notice it's starting to get reassessed as a is the great film that it is. Yeah. And now in, in we've which... lost Larry Fishburne and Wesley Snipes. Yep. Wait, no, he's still alive. I think they both die here, if, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, I told you. Everyone who worked on NCIS uh, Miami said Caruso was a real prick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look what your idea got you, motherfucker. Son of a bitch. It's a painful fucking scene, man. It's a rough scene. Well, it's the motherfucking cop's fault. If he hadn't decided to get all cowboy. Right. And I love the way Fishburg goes out in this. The way he, he goes laughs. out laughing. Yeah. I would say that. Uh, Heath Ledger and Dick and uh, the Dark Knight. Now, I'm going to go back, okay? Instead of that, I'm going to say Rob Marrero and David Dead goes out laughing. And he, yeah, but and I'm he just saying. It, he patterned it after came, James Cagney yeah. and, and White Heat. But yeah, I would still say that uh, Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight took that laugh from uh, him. Oh, I'm not saying that's not true. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that this was taken from earlier films, too. Yeah, you love you, but you got him fucking killed, you stupid son of a bitch. Fuck you. Fuck you, you red-headed cocksucker. 
Yeah, look what you left behind, motherfucker. I love they showed that. You yeah. left behind a fucking widow. Why? Because you had to be a goddamn cowboy. Yep. He knows what's going on. Look how pissed Argo oh. is. Oh, Ar- Ar- Argo is just fantastic in this film. He really is. And he's quiet about it. He's the quietest character in the whole movie. Well, so is Walken. That's why they're really mirror images. Right. They want to leave the city a little bit better before they uh, die. Yep. And I love how he doesn't look like a tough guy anymore. Yeah. He uh, just looks like a little boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Uh, I, w- I was not expecting this when uh, the first watched it. Were you? Uh, no. I mean, you're just sitting there, look, you know. And then all of a sudden, da 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 Don't you get that jaw? Oh, I love it. Oh, absolutely. Look, and nobody noticing in a fucking police funeral, hundreds of fucking cops, and, hey, you. Nice. No men youngest. I mean, no yeah. balls. This is brutal shit, You know, man. I wonder if it's because he's a thug that he killed him and the other cop or because of how many men those dumb shits got killed. Period. Well, on both sides. Both. Yeah. And look what he goes to look at. The one thing that yeah. he truly loves. That is the one thing that he truly loves, and he realizes now that that dream is dead. Yep. Oh, here, 
Here comes one of the best fucking speed. Here comes the best interplay between two characters in the whole movie, I think. I, I would agree with you. And getting old, it means and getting old and being sick, it means a hell of a lot more what they say than it did when I was a young buck. Yeah. This is the old man speech, as they call it. Right. That's what I'm paying. That's exactly what I'm paying. Uh, well, it's a tough job. Box time. Oh, absolutely. This is such a great scene. Yeah. Welcome to the circle. Yeah. The circle of life. Like I said, and as I screwed up earlier, he doesn't kill Argo. Because he knew he was the only honest cop there is. Yep. His lawyer probably told him he tried to stop this. Yeah.
And I love when it comes out the real reason why he killed who he killed. You know. That's gone. The silver well, that's spoon sign. Oh, that, that's Brooklyn, my friend. You, you, you go past that sign when you go over the Brooklyn Bridge, man. Yeah. I was doing um, organ uh, uh, supply work in Staten Island. We would go by there on the bus every time going down to Staten Island. That means he was supplying his organ to willing women. <laughs> no, that means I was playing in churches. You're playing with yourself in churches, you pervert. <laughs> Well, I was playing with the church's organ. It's it's even scarier. Well, yeah, since you're not Catholic, but I'm bunched. <laughs> <laughs> I have played in Catholic churches, but mostly Episcopalian. Uh, when I was here in uh, uh, yeah. uh, New York. Uh, you know, and these old subway signs. Oh, listen. No, actually, those are pretty much... They become electric now, but but you still see the above ones. You don't see the Newport ones anymore, yeah. the cigarette ones. They don't do those anymore. It's pretty much, I think it was a couple of years after this that uh, cigarette signs or cigarette advertisements were taken down. That came with the whole <laughs> Joe Camel brouhaha. That was uh, late 90s. Yeah. Late 90s. Argo still don't get it. No. Argo is the only one that he could take the, take death from, if you know right. what I mean. No. Death scene. Yeah. I love this because you're thinking, holy shit, he got away with it. No, he didn't. I'm just saying what you're thinking or that he misdirects your mind. Which subway station is this? I'm trying to figure well, it out. Well, after it's over, just rewind and look at the map. Yeah. Times Square. No, yep, that's what it is, Times Square. Times Square R49. It's red, so four, five, six. No, no, no. Um, yeah. One, two, three. Yep, Times Square. 
And there's the New York thing. Someone got shot. The cops are coming. I didn't see nothing. Uh, no, no, hear no evil. See no evil. Uh, you know. Yeah. That was a New well, York way you know, of walking. Now, let me tell you something about New York is that native New Yorkers don't aren't, aren't even phased by this. Hey, see, look, he's at Broadway. Me, yeah. Yep. He's showing everything that's dying in New York as Frank White dies. Yep. See, Howard Howard Johnson. Johnson. You don't see that anymore. Oh, that was Show World. I was in that restaurant several times. Show World. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Show World, absolutely, man. Teeny, we love you. Yes, there is a river of come under that building. Yeah, and right now you see the pain in his face and you realize that and he focuses on his hand now that you wasn't focused on. Right. And you realize he's dead. Yeah. In the original ending, uh, when Nicholas uh, St. Nicholas Nabel wrote it, he uh, kills himself right here. But then, uh, look there's what there's he... got to be Catholic. There's got to be Catholic. Yeah. That's another thing about Abel. He was a major. And as the cops move in. He realized that his idea, right now he's realizing that his idea of giving, uh, of doing good was just a stupid pipe dream. A pipe dream. dream, yep. And he's looking right at us. Yep. Right here's when he realizes as... He knows he's staring at the cross. Yeah. Of course, him being a... a, I won't say that Abel is a lapsed Catholic, but he has definite difficulties with being Catholic. Yeah, like... uh... That's definitely a major theme of his next film after this, which is The Bad Lieutenant. Yeah. And he dies, and it's over. Yep.
dancing again. Yep. But really, it was, I mean, it really is more about Frank realizing that the place that he loved is dead. Yeah. Everyone like him that remembered the old ways is either gone or leaving. Mm-hmm. Right, Carl? This is right. when the mass egress for New York City. So New York City, you know, if you've lived in New York City, you have a very love-hate relationship with it. Uh and and there's really good things about it and really bad things about it. And I I think Abel in his New York period was really trying to wrestle with all of that. Yeah. Like I said, this is nothing like the trailer for this fucking movie, which sells it as just a pure straight gangsta action film. And it ain't anything like that. No. This is much more cerebral, for one. Yeah. I have never seen Abel make a stupid film. Unfortunately, I've seen a couple of boring ones by him. But... They all had ideas. Oh, they all had ideas, no question. And that can be one What's of the, the most one dangerous. Deep egg call. Uh, you know, I'm going to look at that. Uh, let's just go go over a little bit of, of uh, Abel and just let people know what he's done. Okay. Because, because this man is definitely. You need to, to see his films. Uh, Okay, I'm, I'm basically there. Give me a moment. Uh, of course, Bad Lieutenant, King of New York. Uh, Driller Killer. Yep. A lot of his new stuff I don't know. I haven't been able to see it. Uh I love that. Did you see? I love that last line right there. As you okay. know, you cannot believe everything you see in here. Yeah. Because really, but, uh, Frank is a well-intentioned, delusional psychopath. But that doesn't change the fact that the motherfucker is a delusional psychopath. Right. Of course, we mentioned the funeral, the addiction, uh, body snatchers, bad lieutenant, king of New York, cat chaser, which is an interesting film, China yeah. Girl, Fear, Fear City, City. Miss Forty Five, which I, is 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 an absolute gem of a film. Yeah. Of course, Fuck the Driller Killer, Death Wish. And, and you know, we should at least mention that he started out doing porno because he did do Nine Lives as a, of a Wet Pussy. 
Well, it's more widely known as Nine Lives of a Wet Pussycat. Yep. And warning, if you go watch that, you get to see uh, Little Abel, because he plays a stud in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think you want to see that. And it's out I've never from seen... Vinegar Syndrome. I, I, I should get it. Yeah. Oh, there's another New York guy, two New York guys that we really forgot. Okay. Uh, one, the guy who directed McBain, James Glickenhouse. Right. And uh, the guy who directed uh, Maniac, Lustig. Yeah, Lustig, too. Of course, he also came from porn. Uh you yeah, know, the, he, we talk he, about he that, the New York uh, School of Porn yeah, Film Directors. Porno movies, the Porno Movie School of Film Directing, which was because Including there was so Cunningham. no budget and broke on there that pretty much everybody did everything. If you went to a porno set, you would see Jeannie, you would see Annette Hines, Lugging camera. Ronda Joe. Fixing Ronda life. Ronda Joe talked about that in our show. Yeah. How she almost, she felt she was a producer. Yeah. But yeah, Abel, the one that I recommend the most was the, his, what I call his golden period. Carl don't like the bad lieutenant that much. And I don't watch it now because of, he used Schooly D signifying rapper, which you can listen to on YouTube, but because it uses a riff from uh, Kashmir from a band that fucking rips off people, and when asked about it, they said they should be fucking grateful that they stole from us. It changes the whole fucking tone of the movie. Yeah. Because with signifying rapper... It's like Harvey Keitel's characters on a Batan march to hell. <laughs> With tourist or luggage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but certainly I would start with China Girl, actually, and then go Cat Chaser. Uh, and they get better. King of New York. Well, not Cat Lieutenant. Chaser. Cat Chaser there. There's King of New York. Uh, Bad Lieutenant, Body Snatchers. But, but, yeah, Body Snatchers deserves to be reassessed because a lot of people ignored it in the 90s. And, and the one you can you can skip is Dangerous Game. Do not watch that. No, that is good because of the mind fucks it uses. Like at the start oh, of the film, oh, but it she's uses... she's terrible uh, in that movie. She's terrible in that movie. No, 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 let me finish. It starts out with uh, Harvey Keitel playing his movie character. Then about halfway in, it switches, and the director's clapboard and Harvey Keitel's character name changes to... Abel Ferrara. For Abel Ferrara. On a mindfuck level, it's fucking brilliant. Especially the yeah, traveling mode of... Uh, in that movie. Madonna's horrible in that film. Only film that she was good at was in A League of Her Own, and that's because she had a great ensemble behind her. 
Right. And, and, yeah, Victor Argo's in there, too, by the way. Um, yeah. And, and, but, but the funeral and the two which ones is the ones that deserve to be reassessed because you don't hear many people talk about the funeral or the addiction. Yeah. Agreed. The addiction is absolutely fantastic. It yeah, because really it asks one of the most scariest questions there is. Okay. Are we evil because of the things we do, or do the things that we do make us evil? Yep. And, and I would also, even though I think it's somewhat flawed, uh, I, I I would recommend New Rose Hotel too. Yeah, that one's okay. That was really right when uh, Nicholas when Nick, St. Nick John, John broke left because uh, Abel couldn't control his demons. Right. And after that, it gets uh, problematic. He but gets problematic back. and hard to see, yeah. Our Christmas He went tough. to Italy, married, have a kid, and he's living the straight life over there. Yeah. But, yeah, I... If you really do miss, and you were at New York in those times, King of New York, the one that we just watched is a love note to that era where it was uh, dead and on its last gasp. And yep. I mean the old New York City. Absolutely. I had left a little previous to that. I left in 87. Uh, yeah. And it was, and it was dying then. And, Lauren, well, friend, the writing I mean, was on the wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I and, need to get going here because i I got to get to bed here soon. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He has church tomorrow. I have church tomorrow, absolutely. And get up at 5.30, kids. Before we go, promote your show tomorrow. Okay, I can. I Okay, so what I can tell you is uh, tomorrow... Uh, uh, we've got uh, TC, and he'll be doing uh, a music show on uh, the new swing music. Uh, also, uh, on Tuesday, Rachel and I are going to be doing a commentary watch on one of her favorite films, also starring Christopher Walken, and that is Seven Psychopaths. And uh, that's basically what we have coming up in the next couple of days. And, and that's, of end, course, that Deviant yeah. Legion, and you can check us out on Blog Talk Radio. Just, uh, and at the end of Deviant our Legion. three-movie walk-in series, Walk-in Mania, I figured it'd be best to end with this because two great films of Victor Argo and Christopher Walken. It was an unintentional yep. but beautiful. And don't forget... Keep watching the movies, keep looking at the skies, and always, always love where you are at the moment because you never know when it's gone.
Absolutely. Television is now experiencing technical difficulties, ah, and this movie is the reason. Good night, everybody. Sorry about that. The <laughs> idiot like that. at Good the board thanks. screwed up. Hey, thanks, Stephen, for, for having me on. Good night, everyone. Thank you. We've been trying to do this forever in a motherfucking day. And I'm so glad we you got it done. We Now that's over... We did it! We did it! Fucking funny football! Good night, Hey, listen, high five, my friend. All right, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go.